Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana and Kyle, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. On our podcast, we weekly discuss topics that are typically left in the shadows, and we do our best to shine God's light and love onto them. Welcome here. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. I am Kyle. I am here with Alana. And we have grown the team. (laughs) Tira is here. (laughs) Woohoo! So happy to be here, to be the third member. (laughs) It's so exciting. Yeah, this is I love awesome. that we're just like coming out and saying it at the beginning versus like with your Kyle, like episode Kyle was like, listen to the very end. Here's some exciting news. And now we're like, well, nah, people have probably read is. the episode title <laughs> or the description. I'm sure it's in there. <laughs> but yeah, today is going to be like a super casual chat. We're going to let you guys get to know Tira and kind of what's on her heart, um, mm-hmm. why, what she feels like she can contribute here and why she feels like God has put her on this team with us and kind of what her passions are. So it's going to be a super casual kind of get to know her. And then in a few weeks we'll do her full sex testimony, like we've done with Alana and myself in the past. But for today, super chill. So as always, we like to start off with a review. So this one just came in and it was awesome. So we are going to read it. I love your guys' podcast and Instagram. Such a good resource, plus it always gives my friends slash fiancé and I some good topics for fun discussions and talks. Thank you for all you guys do. And that was from Vanny. Thanks, Vanny. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's so nice. I'm so excited to hear Tira. I'm so, I'm so excited to chat. <laughs> this is so nice. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, And I can start, first of all, because the first thing that everybody asks me is, how do you say your name? So um, I spell it T-I-E-R-A, like it might say in the podcast somewhere. Uh, So I say (laughs) Tira, like it rhymes with Kira. It's like a tear and then uh. So there you have it. (laughs) Do you have to say that like all the time? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, no, it's not Tiara. Yeah. You know what? I... Because I'm a bit of a like people pleaser, I'll usually not correct anybody. So it's better to just start it off and say how to say it because I probably won't correct you. I mean, unless you guys keep saying it wrong, I might correct you, but (laughs) I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. So I'm Tira and I'm super thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm so excited (laughs) to have you. Um, I'm going to start off with a verse because we wanted this episode to be like a casual chit chat with you, Tira, but we mm-hmm. also wanted it to be like a, a resource to our listeners who like people who are, are looking for this kind of information. So, mm-hmm. so I will start off with the verse, which is Psalms 127, three to five children are a heritage from the Lord offspring, a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. This is great. And so maybe you're like, why the heck are we listening to this verse? What does this have to do with Tira? (laughs) Um, But I feel like, okay, maybe Tira, I I don't want to get into like your sextimony or like the ins and outs of you too much because that will be coming in a further episode. But just kind of like why is 
this kind of topic. So we want to talk about – we've gotten messages from people who are like, okay, well, how do I know when I'm ready to start my family? Or like, how do I know when to stop having kids? Like, what, how do we know when we're finished? And mm-hmm. just a lot of things about that kind of area of life. It's like, you know, we just got married. Do I wait? Do I start having kids right away? What do I need to consider? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so why is this something that is like passionate for you? Well, I think – I mean, the big part is that um, fertility was a big – Thing in my and my husband's relationship, we really wanted children, and mm-hmm. it took us a long time. And we went through a fertility clinic, and I'll kind of save those details for later. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the start of learning all about my body, mm-hmm. um, how God made me, and and I felt like there was so much that I missed out on, uh, mm-hmm. just in like what we're taught in schools and and all of that, and I. I just got really passionate about um, talking about fertility um, to all my friends. Um, I'm sure they're tired of hearing me talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But also along the lines, like, well, I'll kind of go off too as to why coming into this podcast. Mm -hmm. So with fertility, I've also just always had interest in um, sex and how God has designed it in marriage. And uh, I've always wanted to make sure that my friends were having a good time and that, yeah. cause, cause again, like in Amen. our at Christian yeah. circles, you know, I mean, I think if you have been a listener of chaos, you'll know all about this already. Um, but just like, it's not really talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was that person advocating for my friends, you know, what sex hurts for you? Well, that's not normal. You know, go get this checked out and, you know, doing resources and that sort of thing. And, so I'm at a stage in my life where it's like, okay, I think God has really placed this passion in my heart and like, how can I go about doing it? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go full on and be a doctor <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point anyway. I have um, three young kids at home. And um, so, yeah, I, I started doing some research and found uh, a fertility support practitioner. And so that is where uh, I'm at right now and studying. And oh my goodness, I just absolutely love every aspect of it. <laughs> and oh, so good. the more I'm studying it, the more I'm like, okay, God totally has me here. Um, there's a purpose for it. And I don't know, like there's just something about finding what fulfills you and doing it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I was introduced to you guys and heard you were looking for somebody. And so it was like, oh my goodness, like, well, th- this would be a really good fit. And mm-hmm. um, okay, so back to your question though. Uh, the right. verse <laughs> goes along with me because right. um, I am, I, I love talking about how to get pregnant, honestly, because that was just such a big thing in my life. And I, it's such a hard journey, so many ups and downs, like the emotions of it are crazy. Yeah. And I want to be the support for people who are going through that and, you know, to be the listening ear and the, advice giver and yeah and all of that and so yeah I think that does that answer the question I think so yeah I think that's great yeah yeah so for you guys I guess personally how did Mm -hmm. so you said you were trying for a while but before you kind of decided when that was happening how did you guys decide okay now like let's Mm, do it yeah good question so um I'm trying to think of how to get into it without like going into crazy history here, but right, right, right. essentially we knew we wanted to have kids. My husband was going to school uh, to become a teacher. I was just working at a retail store. So like we didn't have finances. We, you know, 
we were, we, we got married really young. I was 19. He was 20. Um, and so we decided to wait and I didn't want to wait. I wanted to go like, my only dream was to be a mom. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, I kept bugging. I'm like, okay, like, are, are you ready yet? And he's like, no, like, I need to get school. Like, we need to do this. And so, uh, that like, yeah, that was probably the smart thing to do. You know, that would have been hard to raise a kid at that point. Uh, but I do think that we waited a little longer than we would have liked, like in hindsight, of course. Um, because, you know, we waited till we felt like we had more of our ducks in a row and then Mm -hmm. we started trying and it was like, okay, let's, yeah, this is exciting. And then mm-hmm. month after month after month after right. year, it was like, okay, see, we should have started earlier, right. <laughs> you know? And I mean, yeah. you can't really go that down that road. You know, you made the choices mm-hmm. that you did for a reason. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, so I think the biggest thing is like, okay, how do you know you're ready right. to have kids? And I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't think there is a time where you fully feel like, okay, we're set. We can do this. Kyle, did you feel that? Did you feel like that, Kyle? Were you like, oh, yeah, we're, we're good. Let's just do it. Um, Yes and no. I think for us, the big thing was like, has God given you the desire to be a parent? Mm-hmm. And for us, it was like, yes, both of us have this strong desire, <clears throat> excuse me, to be parents. Um, So, yeah, we we felt ready for sure. And we felt confident that like the timing for us was right and yeah I think like my answer to the question would be um to the question of you know when do you know I think if you don't have that desire it's probably not the time Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah how about you Alana did you were you guys like all set and did you feel (gasps) ready to have kids (laughs) not a bit Theo was a total surprise oh nice okay nice (laughs) Like complete, like I was like talking to this coworker. I was working at a school at the time. I was like, yeah, I just, we got to pray. Like, I don't know. I've just been feeling so sick and I don't know what's going on. We got like <laughs> spiritual warfare against whatever is going on. It was like the beginning of the school year. So we were like, you know, already like praying hard for these kids and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, something's going on. She's like, like, could you be pregnant? I was like, Mm-mm, there's no way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I buy a pregnancy test that day. The next morning, I took it and bam, pregnant. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. it was, but it was just like it was fine. It was just mm-hmm. a, a while for me to wrap my head around. It was like a year earlier than our like quote unquote plan. Mm. So, but still, yeah. like we waited. It was like six years after we were married. So. We were like, well, we also got married young. We were 18 and 19. (laughs) (laughs) But kids. And so we were like, yeah. And my parents waited seven years. I was always like, for some reason, I like had that in my mind. Like, no, I got to wait seven years before Mm. I have kids. It's just like, it was a thing. So, but it's perfect. And I wouldn't change a single thing now. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do think like the most important thing is what Kyle said, you know, you do need to have a desire Mm -hmm. for them and, and be praying about it. And for sure, like communication between the two, I know, you know, it's it's a stereotype of like the woman is ready and wants a kid and the husband is like, Oh, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and the, 
kind of manipulation, I think, that women can sometimes do. And uh, is, you know, like, see where you guys are at and actually talk about it. The whole chaos theme about communication, it comes here too. Like, this is a big deal. Um, And if one of you isn't ready, talk about that. Why? Like, what, Mm -hmm. what is causing you to hesitate what is what is blocking you and open up those conversations um don't be just like oh let's not talk about it i'm not ready and then Mm -hmm. stop it there like yes push in a little bit yeah it's interesting i hadn't really necessarily tied this together but obviously i feel like this has huge ties into what actually goes on in the bedroom too Mm. Mm -hmm. right like let's say one of you wants the baby one of you doesn't want the baby you're like do we pull the goalie or not? Like yes. maybe tonight? No. Yes. Like there's just all these weird, like, I don't know. I feel like it would make things a little bit different in the bedroom almost if one of you was like, like, no, we are not using a condom because we're having a baby. But yeah, it was like, yes, we are because blah. whatever the case might be. Like I can see there could be total friction if yeah. it's something you're uncertain about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think- I think too, it can come across, especially from the guy's point of view, when that time of the month comes where the woman is fertile and all of a sudden your wife's initiating sex all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a wife that is initiating (laughs) sex? But then it's like, oh, okay, that's why you're initiating. So it's like, "Mm, exactly. Maybe I don't feel as loved by that as Mm. I initially thought I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the husband can feel totally used, you know? Yeah. Because her desire is, okay, I just want to get pregnant. It's not that I want connection with you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we get that even though, like, this might be the case for some of you where the women are desiring to start the family and the man is a little bit hesitant. We understand it can be totally Mm flip-flopped. I understand that because that was more our situation um, where Jeff has kind of throughout (laughs) our our married life has always been more keen to to start the family or – after we have a baby, he's like, okay, you know, when can we have another one kind of situation? Uh-huh. Not like, not like too soon, but yeah. When Ellis, you know, got to an age where he was feeling more like a toddler than a baby, then it's like, okay, like, like when can we do this? But I actually, I also had a, an ovarian cyst <laughs> after having mm-hmm. Ellis. So that was like a whole other situation where I felt like I had a baby, <laughs> but I didn't have a baby. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think it's no, if you're the woman who's like, well, actually this is the other way around. No, you're not alone. There are other women who are also feeling like this mm-hmm. for me, honestly, because it was a surprise that we got pregnant with Ellis and I hadn't told anybody yet. So I was in this season of early pregnancy, feeling like nauseous, throwing up all the time in the mornings, etc. I would go to work and work and I would be fine. I just had to snack all day. My friend was like, Alana's sad. Like she didn't know I was pregnant, but she picked up that I was sad. Like something was going on with me. So she bought me a mug because she's like, I don't know why you're – something's off. Here's a present <laughs> like to make me feel happy or whatever it was um, because I just I, – I was just doing a lot of processing during that time. Mm. And it took me a while for my heart. I was excited, I think, from the very, very beginning, but it was just kind of the realization that, okay, this is happening now and it's happening to me. Mm. And there's no, like, this is going, it's just going to keep going. And so please know you get there. Like (laughs) it takes time and you get excited and it 
it becomes this beautiful thing. But also don't push yourself if you're not ready. Yeah, totally. Have those conversations with your spouse and explain why you're not ready or in your own heart. Why am I not ready? Mm -hmm. Are there reasons? Is it just kind of other people's thoughts or whatever it is? So take some time to do some heart searching, journal a bit and see what's maybe at the root of it. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you do think that you're ready and you guys want to start, I mean, the first things that I'm sure everybody, your doctor will tell you, you know, is to take the folic acid and, um, not, it, it's not as common knowledge, but you do need to take it ideally like about three months before you get pregnant because the folic acid mm-hmm. takes a while to build up in your system and the baby needs it the first 12 weeks of mm-hmm. pregnancy. So even if you're on the fence about it, you're not sure, it doesn't hurt to just have that added to any supplements that you're taking. Um, there's lots, lots out there, even taking a prenatal. I remember when we were trying, um, we didn't want people to know that we were trying. And so I had this, you know, big Costco prenatal vitamin <laughs> thing and like trying yeah. to hide it and like, oh yeah, my, my, my parents are coming over. Like, we got to go hide that somewhere. Cause like, there's no hiding the big pink prenatal. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and just like, um, reality too, of like what type of birth control you're using. Like if you have been on a hormonal birth control, um, do know that it can sometimes take a while for your body to adjust back to what your normal rhythms and right. cycles are. And so just to, you know, talk with your doctor or, um, eventually come and talk to me because <laughs> uh, this is the type of thing that, um, yes, you sometimes need extra support through going, right. your body can go through a lot with the switching of your hormones. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's yeah. about it from, mm-hmm. if you're ready to, ready to try. One thing I would touch on too is, cause this was a big reality check for us was, it's not going to happen. Well, I shouldn't say it's not going to happen. It might not happen the first time you try. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've said this to a few friends as well who have talked to me about starting to try for a kid mm-hmm. and like in the most sensitive way possible, you have to be okay with the fact that it might not happen. Yeah. Like that's just, like the reality and I mean that like I'm trying to be super sensitive here because I know like this can be really heartbreaking for people to hear and it's easy for me to say this because I have kids and we didn't go through this but Mm. like that isn't a reality that you kind of have to be okay with and that is probably going to lead to heartbreak right Tira I'm sure you can speak to that Mm -hmm. personally yeah for sure I mean yeah every every single month you know you have those Mm -hmm. two two weeks of waiting to find out and then do I get hopeful? Do I not? Do I, you know, and yeah, there's just, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And, um, I know like one of the big things for me was just, you know, surrendering it to God, like, okay, God, Mm. I know that you have my life planned. I know that like, I can't control this. I have, you know, I can do my best and I need to trust that, you know, what's best for me. And, and, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, like emotional, emotional time. And there's lots of like, um, different things that I've heard of like, you know, when people get their period again, they have some sort of 
party that they do, you know, go out and eat sushi and you do all the things that you couldn't do if you were pregnant, you know, so just splurge on all the stuff that wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, allowed while you're pregnant. And, but I mean, I mean, yeah, Ken and I tried for, we were at two years and every month was like, you can't escape the feelings that come with it. So definitely have a good, like, just know that you are going to most likely go through some ups and downs and to have a good support system um, yes. that you can, you know, cry with and be excited with and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, and of course your spouse, like be, yeah. be communicating with them too. Cause um, I feel like a lot of the times men may feel left out of this, you know, because it's not their body that's going through the ups and downs. They don't, they don't necessarily feel like, Oh, I just felt a twinge. Does that mean I'm pregnant? You know, and then you Google, right. does, does this twinge mean that I'm pregnant? You know, like oh, all I'm, of those I things. I feel bloated. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and the guy sometimes doesn't get to be a part, like feel a part of that, but he feels just, he could feel just as, as heartbroken as she does. And just to like really lean into each other during that time too, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. My wife has a really wise mentor. And when we were first trying to get pregnant, it took us, I think it was the fourth month we finally got pregnant Mm. and my wife was talking to her mentor after the first month when it didn't happen. And she's like, I told you it wasn't going to happen. Like God is going to kind of teach you a lesson here that it's his timeline, not yours. And that Mm -hmm. was like a huge reality check for both of us that it's not going to happen when you want to. And it happened the fourth month. I mean, the other three, it happened right away is when we <laughs> held hands basically but um, but no that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to us was not getting pregnant the first kid the first mm-hmm. try yeah right yeah yeah you learn that like surrender side of of your spiritual walk you're like okay totally yeah big time you know yeah the whole the verse where it's like you how does it go decide the path but god decides the you know what I mean? What's that verse? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where God is deciding the steps, right? And he is mm-hmm. leading and and guiding. And there's but there's also a lot of joy in that, in that surrender where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, it can be hard and yes, this can be confusing. But ultimately, like you got me and I trust you, right? And it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. like really difficult, but beautifully difficult thing to be able to walk through and then in whatever it looks like for you to have this testimony afterwards you're like I was able to you know still love on my spouse well and still like stay faithful and true and like to the Lord in this as well and you know you lament to him and you groan to Mm -hmm. him and you like share those sorrows with him trusting that he's got this plan and has Mm -hmm. you covered which is like a beautiful thing I feel like to walk through as a couple to like pray those prayers together yeah. and and go through that. I feel like you'd have a different level of of intimacy in that way versus yeah, you know, before you go through that whole process. Mhm. Mhm. So. Yeah, and I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned here too yet is, you know, miscarriages too. Like that that can be mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very common, common thing that a lot of couples go through. And, and that's a big deal too, you know, Yeah, and leaning into each other and mm-hmm. talking. Jeff had and no praying. idea that they were so common. Oh, 
Yeah. Like when, when we miscarried, he's like, and then we're like looking at stats and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I shared about it um, on the podcast. Of like it was ages ago, but, or not ages ago, but back in like 2020. <laughs> and um, I remember him looking it up and he's like, what? Like, what is it? Like one in four or something? Yeah, I think it's one, one in, in three. Four. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, they should tell you that. Like mm-hmm. people should talk about this more. Like I had no idea. Like he yeah. just was totally, totally flown like to the side. He had no idea, like totally blindsided. Yeah. It's interesting too because like – Yeah. Like when yeah. – when like it happened to us too and mm-hmm. I would say that I didn't realize how prevalent it was because it's just not talked about. Yeah. It's not. I think we have it like in our culture – you know, you don't, you don't tell anybody you're pregnant until mm-hmm. you've already passed the, I don't know. When you're 12 zone. or 13 weeks, then you can finally tell yeah. everyone. Like yeah. I, so we had a couple in our community group and when they first got pregnant with their first, they told us like the day after she found out mm-hmm. and she had a great line that I'll never forget. She said, why would I not tell as many people as I can so I can have the most people praying for this child? Yep. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like for sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 And just to show thankfulness too for that life that is there, you know. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which I think we should one day dedicate like an entire episode to like intimacy throughout grief and like in the midst of mm. that and like navigating grieving yeah. you like miscarrying or whatever it is um well also you know what does intimacy look like through those stages and whatnot mm-hmm. so yeah really good so something that we'll definitely consider putting out in the future what else do we want to touch on well how do you know when you're done mm-hmm. having kids okay all right. Well, how do we know when I'm we're done? done. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, how did you know you were done having kids? <laughs> um, so I, for us, it was how, how much capacity do we have left? Like, do we have mm-hmm. any capacity left to faithfully raise another child? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we had always kind of said from the beginning that we wanted like more than two. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we had three and they were all boys, we were like, I, I really wanted a girl. Mm. So I was like, we got to go at least one more. <laughs> and yep. we miscarried and we miscarried late. Right. So we knew it was a boy. Mm. And then we got pregnant again and had a boy. So we don't make girls. So <laughs> God was telling me that I'm not getting a girl. Mm. Um but yeah, for us, it was just, can we responsibly and faithfully handle another child? And for us, it was like, no, I think we're tapped out here mm-hmm. um, just in our emotional, spiritual capacity to do this. Plus, we were already living in just a two-bedroom house with four kids and right. the, wow. logistics, the logistics weren't working out <laughs> so great. So... Yeah, I mean, for us, it was we we knew exactly once the fourth one came, mm-hmm. we were done, and we went or I went and made that permanent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's probably one of those things 
because I, lots of times I have I have friends who are like, oh, like, you know, we have two, like maybe we want one more, but I don't know, like we'll see. And well, how many siblings did you have? And was that good? And because I, mm. for it was just me and I had to sit, like I have a sister, it was just the two of us, right? So mm. people were like, so like, how was that for you? And did you wish you had another sibling? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know, kind of, I don't know, it depends for you. It's like, it's such a personal decision. You don't, you don't know, know any, any different, different either. Yeah, yeah. No. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's something that you prayerfully consider, like yeah. you said, right? Like you you lay it out there and you talk about it, weigh the options. I don't think it's something that you should just flippantly decide, not decide. Like I think it's mm. it's something you should really like, yeah, prayerfully and seek wisdom and other insight even into your life. If you guys have mentors and whatnot, like I think that's huge. Yeah, so be like, are you? Yeah, I was to talking fit? to my mom about this a while ago. I was like, "How come mm-hmm. you guys stopped at two? And she's like, "Well, we didn't want to, but we miscarried like three times after your brother." And I was, and mm. she's like, "We felt like God was telling us like you're done." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, like sometimes it's just that clear." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like as a marriage, like I like what you said, Kyle, about having capacity and like capacity in regards to even your marriage as well. Like, do you guys work together as a team with the kids, you know, um, and also body capacity, like for the women? Okay. How many, how many more can I pop out without Mm -hmm. damaging, you know, and and making it hard for the next however many years or you know, potentially, I don't want to say permanent damage, but you know, that will take a lot of work, um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, with, I mean, there's so much that happens to your body when, when you get pregnant and give birth. And so just like, yeah, considering all the, all the things, all the capacities. (laughs) So our midwife clinic that we went through, Mm -hmm. So all of our kids are super close. We have four and they're four and a half years between oldest and youngest. (laughs) And so when we were um, getting, and plus we miscarried in this, so there are five pregnancies. So when we were, when we were um, in there and we had done the final checkup for a kid, like they, they took over care six weeks postpartum and they transferred back to your family doctor. Mm -hmm. And so after that six week appointment, they're like, okay, see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and every year sure enough it was like oh the ends are back um so funny. And, and it was it was always pretty funny <sighs> wow <sighs> yeah that's a lot but they but after our last one they did tell my wife like you should consider stopping because your mm-hmm. body has done a lot in a short mm-hmm. amount of time and yeah. it needs a break yeah mm-hmm. so there is like the medical and like just the logical side of the woman's mm-hmm. body to consider as well, like you said, Tira. Yeah. 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 I know. Like we're at that point where we, we haven't fully decided yet. And it's, yeah, it's hard. Like our last, our last one delivery was really hard. It was really bad um, situation and stuff. And it's like, okay, are we okay if we end up in the same spot again? You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there's just, there's just so much um, in everybody's individual journey. Yeah. And yeah, it's a hard decision. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And then if it happens and you have another one, it's like yeah. you would never wish it away, 
right? It's yeah, like, no, no way. <laughs> so it's such another, it's such an interesting thing to navigate. Yeah. But a beautiful thing that like you can navigate as a team, whether it is like you're trying to figure out when to start your family or when to be done growing your family. It's, yeah. I think that's another beautiful part of marriage is, you know, we talk about all the time, like it's, you know, like go to see I do and then, you know, that's the finish line. It's like, okay, well, that's the starting point of, <laughs> you know, the whole rest of your life. And this is just a whole nother thing that just you, you go and you journey through and you yep. grow as a team and you learn how you handle conflict <laughs> and how yes. you parent and yeah. all the other stuff. And it can be difficult, but it can also be a beautiful way to still like grow you guys together and you learn even more about yourselves and how selfish we are as parents and as <laughs> married people and how little patience we have and <laughs> all the things. <laughs> but it's really, really beautiful, I think, at the same time. All right. So, um, yeah, I'll close off in, in a prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for our time together and talking about the families that um, you've helped create. And I just pray that um, any families who are uh, couples who are in the decision of whether that be starting a family or growing the family, uh, Lord, that they would um, come to you first and surrender um, their plans and uh, that they would be able to talk well and communicate well. And I just pray for us uh, going forward in that. Amen. Amen. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might've mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.